0: Hello, hello there. My name is Morim with my co-host Corey. We are The Real Guys and this is The Real Show with two ears. We are bringing you another May edition of our May the 4th Star Wars month today. As always, I'm with my co-host Corey. How are you doing today, Corey?
1: I'm doing very well, thank you.
0: Well, you're doing very zesty because we have a zesty start. We've decided to embrace the spirit of Star Wars and bring a space... not quite a space drink... But we like to try things on the real show, don't we? We do. It. We've yes. tried yogurt bars. Yep. We've tried um, we've tried jaffa cakes and all the <laughs> confectioneries are available. <laughs> You're making it sound like we've not you know. had jaffa cakes before that no, time. you know. We've, <laughs> and we've tried all, di- all different types of things. Yes. But today we're trying a drink. What, what drink are we trying?
1: We yes, uh We got. I'm gonna grab mine over here.
0: Yeah, lemon.
1: Lemon. San Pellegrino.
0: San Pellegrino this it's, it's a Italian sparkling juice drink. Yes. Uh 16% juice, I don't know what the other four, uh 80 something percent <laughs> is. But uh, 40% Murray. Okay, I don't know what the other 40% <laughs> is, but we'll try. Well no, it's 16%, that means it's. Oh, um, I thought you said 60. No, no, I said 16%. Oh, Okay. Which means the other 74% is something that I don't know. Yes. But we've because, because Corey has an aversion to drinking out of cans, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. We've put them in sort of what well, you can only be described as water water fountain cups so we've both got one here yeah, we have spark it's sort of how would you describe the colour uh
1: what's it yellowy yellowy green
0: yellowy green cheers we're gonna have a drink yep che- cheers cheers mate there you go Chin-chin. cheers skull yep sink dink it and sink it we're having a drink evaluation it makes you makes you poker. A little bit. What do you think?
1: In a weird way, tastes of... Kind of nothing. Kind bit, of nothing? It's a bit tasteless.
0: Tasteless? I'll have another drink. That's going to fix it. I apologise for the mouth sounds. What mm. do you... Uh, y- yay or nay? Nope. Nay. Nope. Not a fan. Nope. That's a shame. I rather am, actually.
1: Okay, well, you can, you can finish yours.
0: Yeah, I'll finish mine. <laughs> but the topic today... Yes. ...is... Last week, we did Star Wars The Clone Wars, the yep. 2007... I'm going to
1: wash it out with my Oasis.
0: Oh, nice. You've got another drink. That is, <laughs> he's got two drinks on him. He's Billy Two Drinks today. Mm-hmm. He's not Billy really Two Drinks because I've got a bottle of water. So, But last week, we did season one of Star Wars The Clone Wars, the Correct. 2007 3D CGI animation. Yes. This week, in correspondence with the release of the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series... Correct. The live action Kenobi series in as we record this, it's in two days. Yep. It was actually supposed to debut today. The first episode supposed come was supposed to be today. But it was pushed back for a couple of days. To damn you Disney. Yeah, and they're going to release two episodes instead of one.
1: Could we be doing Kenobi right now? So
0: that we could be doing Kenobi <laughs> right now, but no, we're not doing Kenobi. We're doing season two instead. Season two of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Yeah, I, I feel
1: like this is going to really? verge into Kenobi Talk.
0: 2009. It may verge into Kenobi <laughs> Talk, we may keep it on Clone Wars. But let's keep it on Clone Wars first. Yes. Because if you can remember an anecdote I gave you last week about the uh, my sort of visual dictionary of star wars and whatnot yep and how you know we look through the heights of the characters and that was all kind of fun wasn't it uh, but i brought one with me i brought the Ultimate visual guide here, as you can see, written nice. by Ryder Wyndham. You can't see it, because obviously you're listening and not viewing it. We should have a camera in here. We should have a visual version. <laughs> that would be fun.
1: Put a camera in a corner this somewhere. Is, this
0: is 2012, bear in mind. So Very nice. Not much of... Clo- I think only four seasons of The Clone Wars has come out at this point. Yeah. But I mentioned there was a foreword by Ashley Eckstein, who is the voice of Ahsoka Tano. Shout out to you, Ashley Eckstein. So I've got the page here. I'm going to read it to you, if you don't mind. Nice. <clears throat> oh, this is a foreword. My first memory of Star Wars was truly visual. I was a kid with a wild imagination, and Star Wars captivated my attention immediately. I was too young to understand the overall story and themes, but I was fascinated by the otherworldly locations and characters, especially R2-D2. To this day, R2 remains my favourite Star Wars character. George Lucas's amazing universe definitely had a huge impact on my childhood, but I could never have imagined the impact Star Wars would have on my own life. In February 2006, I was given the opportunity of a lifetime when Star Wars The Clone Wars supervising director Dave Filoni cast me as the voice of Anakin Skywalker's padawan Ahsoka Tano. At the time, I had no idea that Star Wars The Clone Wars would introduce this iconic franchise to a new generation of children. New characters, new locations and new stories have since bridged the gap between three different generations of Star Wars fans, and it has been amazing to watch families enjoy this beloved series together. The Clone Wars is one of the most advanced animated shows on television, and as Star Wars was groundbreaking back in 1977, The Clone Wars is raising the bar for what is possible on the small screen. Every episode is like watching a mini movie in your living room. Visually, the show is stunning. From the moment Ahsoka first appeared on screen, Star Wars fans have embraced me as a part of the Star Wars galaxy. I'm honored to have been accepted in such a way. Today, I'm a, today I'm approached by young fans with the same fascination for Ahsoka Tano as I had for R2-D2, and the opportunity to introduce Star Wars to a new generation is a responsibility that I hold dear. There is so much to learn after four seasons of the show, and the Clone Wars is still going strong. As Yoda would say, always in motion is the future, and there are so many more stories to be told. Ashley Eckstein, and sokotano Very nice. There you are. Thank you for that. Thank you. Wonderful, beautiful tribute there. I think you could agree. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to jump into the season. We both yep. looked at a bit of a refresher before today. Yeah, just an overall roundup. Round up, and we're going to talk about what it starts at. This season was christened uh, The Rise of the Bounty Hunters. Yes. Because it starts and sort of middles and ends with an arc revolving around Bounty Hunters. It starts with uh, Cad Bane and Holocron Heist, released on October 2nd, 2009, and finishes with, uh, I believe, it's, yes, Lethal Trackdown, with yep. April 30th, 2010. So, Cad
1: Bane being the Bounty Hunter, similarly, every time we do Star Wars. Always seems to appear.
0: Brings back, yeah. People are talking around him in Kenobi as well. That yeah. he might come back for Kenobi <laughs> because one of the Inquisitors, uh, Reva, the fourth sister, talks about hiring bounty hunters in one of the trailers. So we don't know whether we're going to see Cad Bane in there as well.
1: I kind of hope. I hope we see bounty hunters that don't I haven't been.
0: Forlom is apparently going to. Appear. Not got much love. For Lom, Forlom is apparently going to show up. Yep, yeah, give sorry. us,
1: give us him, give us um. Protocol
0: called Zookus. Bosk. I was going say Bosk. Bosk is nice. Um, Bosk shows up in Clone Wars, actually. He's appears, he appears in these in the last Dark of Episodes with Roba Fett.
1: He does. There's a lot of bounty hunters that have yet been explored in live action or have uh, appeared in live action very briefly. What's his name? Um, who's the robot?
0: The robot IG-88. Yes,
1: who appears like in the background or something, doesn't he?
0: Uh, no, he's in the scene on The Executor. <laughs> yeah. Darth Vader's walking around (laughs) trying to find the Millennium Falcon he hires these bounty hunters the best bounty hunters he can find (laughs) it's Boba Fett Dengar Bosque Zuckers and Forlom and IG-88 are all standing there yeah and and IG-88 just kind of moves his head and Dave Filoni (laughs) says that's the mystique of IG-88 he's so cool you know how awesome he is because he does nothing he stands there and rotates his head. He's like, oh, he's so stoic. He's so stern and, and, and cool. He could, do, he could do so much, but he does nothing. <laughs> and also his head is, is part of the cantina set. His head is the drink dispenser. Yeah. That they've dressed up, put some lights on. And which is the great sign of Star Wars. Just kit bashery is the, is the Star Wars way, I believe. Yeah. But we'll talk about the episode. We'll take a bit of a loose thing. I... I know I recognise these episodes. We talked about the first season, we did, and when we were, I remember talking about the first few episodes Mm -hmm. and just getting a lot of memories, getting my memories back of it, so we could reminisce about the characters and the stories. And there is an we talked about Obi Wan Kenobi, and there is an Obi Wan arc in this, uh, the Mandalore arc, which I think I may have recommended once or twice. It revolves around Kenobi's old flame Duchess Satine Kryze, who is the Duchess of Mandalore, leading a new peaceful Mandalore, but the sect of Mandalorian warriors, the Death Watch, led by Pre tried to establish the old, the old warrior way of mm. Mandalorian society. And Pre of course, played by John Favreau, who is now the showrunner of the Mandalorian, the Book of Overfair, and correct all of the great things. I'm even wearing, I'm wearing a shirt today. I wish we had a, we had a, uh, we had a camera on us, but I'm wearing a shirt today with lots of Mandalorian helmets on it. So it's actually the Covert Mandalorians from maybe one of the show. maybe
1: one day we'll have somewhere.
0: A camera that trying to think of, where we would put the camera. Us. Maybe there. Over, there. We'll over, there. That. over there. Over there. Or there. That corner. Or that corner.
1: Got like bringing like a webcam or something just like yeah, put it in your Yeah, yeah. That would be fun.
0: But what do you remember of this season? Do you remember enjoying these episodes?
1: Again, it's similar to last season. I would have been again. so 2009. i been nine years old or eight years old, depending on when it came out. So again, it would have been primary school. Waking up in the morning, watching it in the morning, to see on TV. Yeah. Again, it will be a bit hit or miss. I was just watching it if it was on, and that was
0: about yeah, it. Cartoon Network. Yes, you know. pretty much. All the classics on Cartoon Network. It's up there. So wait even, for my Star Wars. The first arc even includes Ahsoka. Ahsoka messes up at the Battle of Felucia. She gets uh, loads of her clones killed in the turbo tank, yep. and she's she's uh, demoted to, to guard duty at the library with Jocasta Nu. You know Jocasta Nu. I do not. Jocosta New is the librarian. She's the snooty librarian in Attack of the Clones.
1: I wish I had Jocosta New. Who,
0: you, ah! ting Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jocosta New is yep. the if you Jocosta knew who she was. Yeah. I can't know. I can't repeat the joke. No. second <laughs> time around. No, it does not. Ah, that's who she is. Yes. She goes, if it does not exist in our, ar- in our archives, it does not exist. If it does not exist in our records, it does not exist, Master Kenobi. You know, it, that's the... It's Costa Nu, the librarian. She since survived. She survived World 66 as well, oh. and she was later hunted down by Vader. So, oh, Well, no,
1: well, well. Yeah, <laughs> well, she had, she had, she,
0: had, she, had um, she had a kyber crystal gun in the <laughs> comics, in the Vader comics. When Vader's hunting down all the Jedi, the remnants of World 66, Costa New survives, yeah. and she has a kyber crystal rifle. It's like a lightsaber gun. It, like fire, imagine firing lightsaber blades. It's like that. So, also,
1: uh, fun fact for googling Jacosta Nu. Uh she uh versus the Grand Inquisitor, just found out.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh nice. I'm
1: googling it. Uh in a in a comic. Oh fun. She fights for the Grand Inquisitor. Uh. maybe we'll see her again.
0: Maybe we'll, maybe <laughs> she'll pop up in the Kenobi series. Maybe we will be there. So we have Poggle the Lesser, who's one of my favourite Star Wars characters, the Archduke of Geonosis. He's starting up his factories again on Geonosis, <laughs> making droids. <laughs> and the Republic has to arrive the second battle to um to take him to take him down. So they take out the gunship. Landing at Point Rain is a, just a war episode, episode mm. five. It's just like they send out like a hundred gunships. It, like, it feels like the first club. Which, you know the Gendy Tarkovsky episode where, where they send out just a hundred gunships or a thousand gunships. So they deploy loads of ships and loads of ATTs and they've got this square. They're fighting off the Genocians at every like, angle and they're coming in with the tanks and then Admiral Yolara sends the Y-wings in. And, and there's that great line where the clone stands up and he goes the reinforcements have arrived and then all the and all the Y-Wings fly and they start bombing the Oceans and it's and it's like a Vietnam episode it's crazy
1: I mean this is the one thing I will say when it comes to Clone Wars and I guess animation in general lends itself more to well massive fight scenes yeah because crazy you, because you don't have to there's no CGI no, no, Star Wars, there's it. nothing because you you have you can just you just draw it you just animate it yourself. Anything you want, it's there. You can do it. And it's great.
0: It is great. It is really great. And, yeah, they drop him. And then Kiali Mundi. We get Kiali yep. Mundi in the Landing at Point Rain episode. And he uses the flamethrowers. And there's a great featurette. There's a great... Because, again, everything in the clone was to documented. There's great featurettes yes. and great behind-the-scenes stuff with Dave Filoni and all the animators. And Matt Warden stuff. Talking about how the sound is made. Because, you know, the Genosians are made from, like, fruit bats and penguin sounds. Oh. You know, all the clicking and stuff like that um, is made from, like, fruit bats and animal noises and, and, you know, and trilling. Like, he said that he had one where he has, like, like a comb, like a hair comb. Yes. And he, like, blows into it and it goes, yeah. like, brrr, like that. And that's how it makes the, the ocean sort of flutter sound.
1: Star Wars does weird things and stuff like
0: that. Yeah, I love the sound creation.
1: Even, like, prop stuff, like mm. the um, lightsabers are just yeah. old camera flashes.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they so- are. And I love that sort of the, cre- the creativity is, yeah. is amazing. And there's a great segment where George Lucas was, was doing these episodes, was doing season two back in this time. Yeah. And before um, he sort of gave the rage to Dave, he was still you know, a quite creative, large creative force behind the Clone Wars. And he talks about the scene with Mundi where Mundi is going through the tunnel and I think you know I'm, I'm mentioning it and all yeah. the Genosians are attacking him and George Lucas says and, and Dave Floney recites this in the meeting George Lucas goes ah oh, <laughs> and they should they should bring the Genosians and the flamethrowers yeah yeah have County Mundy say bring in the flamethrowers <laughs> and Dave Floney and the team are like what what flamethrowers yeah and then they do it a scene where the the, the clones come up with in like snowtrooper uniforms like flametrooper suits and start burning the Genosians <laughs> with flamethrowers <laughs> like, alright I'm pretty sure that's a war crime but yeah
1: well yeah, it does Anything,
0: nothing like a flamethrower on an on an on an indigenous population, right? It's <laughs> you know?
1: fine. It's fine. Nothing like that. It will buff out.
0: And then <laughs> then we have Weapons Factory and Legacy yep. of Terror, which are another two great episodes about um luminara Unduli and a mm-hmm. Padawan Barris Offee yep. arrive on the scene at Genosis after they've sort of turned the tide of the battle to infiltrate the weapons factory and destroy it. With yes. the super tank You know the super tanks Yep They were great in um, Lego Star Wars 3 If you played it I super have tank played Super was like The best vehicle
1: I've played bits I've I have I've only had, really ever Played a complete saga
0: missiles Blasters And it was like Impervious to anything Like yeah. it was just You couldn't destroy it Yeah So that was like The best vehicle to unlock It was like the last vehicle last land vehicle In the game as well mm. And Legacy of Terror Is like a It's like a zombie film Effectively because what they, what they experimented with in season two was a lot of genre pictures. Mm-hmm. Like Holocron Heist was like a heist film. Yep. Um, Senate Spy was like an intrigue political one. Landing at Point Rain was like a Vietnam film. And Legacy of Terror and Brainwaves was like a zombie film. Yeah. Right? And they did it again. They did um for episode 15, Senate Murders, is another sort of sort of, it's almost like Midsommar Murders political murderer thing where there's been, oh, there's been a killing. We've got to find out who it is. I you mean, know? there's been a murder.
1: If you're making a series mm. and your target audience is kids, yeah. don't get me wrong, a lot of adults probably enjoyed this, yeah, but um, if, you're, yeah. if your target audience is kids, you might as well just do whatever. Because yeah, kids are going to watch it. Mm. Parents are going to put it on. Oh, it's Star even, Wars. There you exactly.
0: go. Even then, even, even when it's heavy on the, on the genre pictures, episode yeah. 18 and 19 is a Godzilla story.
1: Plus, I feel like stuff like that, if I'm just watching it, they'll know what it's referencing. Yeah. They'll know what it is.
0: Eight, episode 18 and 19, The Zillow Beast, and The Zillow Beast Strikes Back, <laughs> is is about a Godzilla <laughs> monster called the Zillow Beast that comes from Malastare. It's the last one, and there's always people like, oh, do you want to? Do we kill the monster? Do we keep the monster alive? Palpatine's like, oh, I want to move the monster to, to Coruscant. <laughs> and it's like a King Kong kind of thing, where he's up on the tower and he's fighting up on the big dome of the Senate and stuff. And, and it's heavily implied that the Zillow Beast knows Palpatine is a Sith. Because <laughs> when the Zillow Beast gets to Coruscant, the Zillow Beast is like always trying to go after Palpatine and trying to weirdly, take out Palpatine.
1: I've just looked up what the Zillow Beast is. Right. I weirdly remember this, and I don't know why. Right. I have a weird memory of this, I've got no idea why.
0: The, Zilla, the Zillow Beast <laughs> yeah. is a big so Godzilla, like a worm. And, stuff. Yeah. and the featurettes are about trying not to make him look like a Godzilla clone, like a brown Godzilla so it looks more like a, like a worm or a snake yeah you know with lots of sort of limbs and the limbs can kind of they're flexible so they can move either way and there's no kind of bone structure so he can kind of slither and, and, and run around and he's impervious to lightsabers uh, you, know you know what this? it doesn't surprise do me do you remember that because Anakin tries to in the Zillow Beast episode when they find him on Malastair because there's a big battle because what you do is when you make a Godzilla film you drop a bomb or you cause yes. a rift or something yeah and there's the drop of the electro proton bomb that destroys all the droids right? It's like a big EMP yeah. that sort of takes out all the droids, blows them all up with this big bomb, and then it causes a big sinkhole, and inside the sinkhole is the Zillow Beast. Yes. So Anakin goes down in the sinkhole. He finds the Zillow Beast. He's flying around. It's massive. It destroys his starfighter, and he, and he jumps out with his lightsaber. and goes to cut the leg and goes, it just doesn't work. <laughs> it just goes like, it like bounces off. He's like, what? And his lightsaber can't cut it. And Palpatine's like, oh. And then Papi says, oh, you must take him to Coruscant and we can <laughs> use him to new clone armor and <laughs> new ships. Uh, the Zillow Beast skin, you know. And the Zillow Beast obviously doesn't like that. Mm. So it breaks out and they have to use the gas because the Malusk cause the, the dogs. You remember the dogs? Yeah. Sebulba? Yes. Saborba's a dog. They mm-hmm. live on malastair And the the there gas, the the, uh, the dog gas can is everything that hurts the Zillow Beast. So they have to use the bombs made out of the, the dog gas to kill, to finally kill the beast. It's a sad moment. The Zillow beast kind of rears up, and its eye kind of rolls back, and the gas that sort of spews out its mouth like blood, and it's awful. He falls down like, oh, the death of this. They've ex- they've extinguished the last member of its kind, you know.
1: I mean, it's not his fault.
0: And they were no, it's not his fault. And they were like sort of the malice, dinosaurs, and you've killed the last one. Yeah, you know.
1: He was just chilling.
0: He was just chilling out on inside and Yeah, and then someone said, "Oh, where's I make a hole in floor?" Drop a bomb, yeah, yeah. and then. Episode 16, Cat and Mouse, if yes. you're familiar. I bet you're familiar with this guy. Admiral Trench.
1: I know who Admiral Trench is.
0: Oh, yeah, you know him, Admiral Trench yes. is. Voiced by Dee Bradley Baker, who mm-hmm. voices all the clones and in the Clone Wars. So, and I really like Admiral Trench. He's a great, unique <laughs> villain. He comes back loads of times as well. He gets, like, cyborg limbs because he's blown up in this episode. Yeah. And he's like a big He's, a heart. he's like a big tarantula. Yeah, big tarantula spider. Tarantula man. Yeah. And he's really smart. And he's... A, he's in charge of the blockade of Christophsis. style. this is, happens before the actual... This is like the first episode of the show. Yeah. The actual, the canonical first episode of the show is Cat and Mouse. It's in the middle of season two, which is weird. Yeah. But Ahsoka's not in the show. It's just Anakin and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's got this new ship. It's a stealth ship that can turn invisible. It's got a cloaking device. And Anakin says, you know, no ship it's small ever has a cloaking device. Yeah. You know, which is a nice little nod because they keep throwing kind of original trilogy to Anakin, almost like Vader would know these things. Yeah. Like Vader knows that the... That there's no ship this small ever has a cloaking device that's how he knows that the millennium falcon wasn't hiding from captain nida didn't have a cloaking device right but that's in empire's draft back but he takes command of the stealth ship and manages to fly it um he could fl- he has to do a rescue mission But obviously anakin's a an aggressive player he has to do offensive so he tries to destroy admiral trench in his in his dreadnought and it's a nice game of can mouse is why it's called yeah mouse so that's a fun episode probably my favourite of the series but then we have the Mandalore arc again Mandalore plot Voyage of Temptation and Duchess of Mandalore mm-hmm. which pits uh, the forces of the Death Watch against the sort of pe- the peace and pacifistic government of uh, Duchess the Teen careers, and Obi-Wan and Voyage of Temptation is kind of like it's kind of like a Titanic episode but it's also kind of like, yeah. like there's a saboteur on the ship you know <laughs> it's like Among Us who's the imposter that's
1: the first thing you thought of when you said saboteur basically the fact that you did not go to CVBC's trap. I am disappointed in you you're the
0: saboteur no you are the saboteur
1: I'm disappointed
0: still and who's the who's the imposter it's Tal Merrick (laughs) you know Tal Merrick he wears a hood he's a sneaky man he's a sneaky man he's Talmeric Anakin just stabs him in the back <laughs> effectively what happened to Talmeric because <laughs> Talmeric rigs the ship he's one of Duchess Satine's kind of A's Betrays yeah. her for the Death Watch and oh he's a tall man is he? how tall is he? give me a second I bet he's like 6'5 or something we're doing this again we're doing the height welcome to the Star Wars height game da, 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 da. how tall is Talmeric um 6'2
1: he is Uh in is my guess meters 2 feet Nope, two seconds. Okay, Take your time. 1.8. 1.8, uh, yeah, no, 8, no, that's no,
0: like... 1 1. 1.8, yeah, yeah no, that's six, like... 6 foot. 6 foot,
1: all right, six okay. Um, also, I found out if we were in a Star Wars universe, uh, you would be uh, Jedi and I would be Sith. Why is that? Because most of the Sith actors are above 6 foot, most of the Jedi actors are below.
0: No! Oh, <laughs> damn it. I thought you I'm going to work at Kuat <laughs> Driveyards. Yards. I'm not going to be yeah. a Jedi. I'm going to be a shipwright. Anyway, <laughs> we have... We have Previsler and Talmeric, Yeah. And and even Olmec, Prime Minister Olmec, who is a dirty liar. <laughs> Do you know why that is? Because he lies. He does lie. Yeah. But Obi Wan comes to him because what happened what starts what starts this plot is a Mandalorian warrior has attacked a clone ship and Obi Wan goes to Mandalore to yeah. say, Hey, what's up? You're supposed to be a pacifist government. Yeah. Why is this Mandalorian warrior attacking our at our ships? So he says, Oh, the warrior, you know, um, Took his own life before submitting to questioning. Mm-hmm. But what happened was he shows Olmec the recording of this Mandalorian word. He says, "I recently encountered a Mandalorian man on Geonosis. His name was Jango Fett." And Olmec goes, "Oh, Jango Fett was just a common bounty hunter. He how he acquired that armor is beyond me," which is a lie, <laughs> because we know now, thanks to the Mandalorian, that the Fett family are Mandalorians. Yes, because Fett was trained by Jaster Mareel and was a foundling. Yeah, which uh, which in, which ingratiates him into the Mandalorian culture. Yeah. So we now know that the Fets actually are Mandalorians. So take that, Olmec, You're a liar. You know, and you also die in season seven of The Clone Wars. So, spoilers. <laughs> you get shot by Gar Saxon before great. you can talk to Ahsoka. So there you go. But, yes, Almec lied about that. And, no, in Duchess Duchess Satine is also a great, really good character as well. And it's really been embraced sort of a new... She was based on early designs for Padme, if you look at her outfits. Okay. She was based on early designs for Padme, so, and you can really see that if you look. And they've ingratiated parts of her, um, her outfit into like her guards and the Mandalorian stuff. Even, even elements of the Mandalorian armor. Like, yeah. There's a chest bit on Boba Fett. He's got like a little diamond on his chest. Yeah, he does. And they put that onto like the walls and the windows and things like that of the Mandalorian city. And it's like even the capital of Sundari, because there was apparently like a huge war or some kind of cataclysm on Mandalore between the Jedi and the Mandalorians that caused the surface of Mandalore to be un- uninhabitable. Yeah. So they have to live in these big dome cities, these glass cities. And you can see all the way all the way through. So even in things like Obi-Wan and, and Satina walking through the streets, you can look down, you can see people below them and above mm-hmm. them and things like that. And you can see like through, through walls, like through multiple walls of rooms. So I feel that's really cool. I love the unique designs for these... I mean in again cities and places like Mandalore. It's
1: one of those things that animation lends itself to doing really well. Yeah. Because you don't have to build a set, you don't have to do no. oh, where where how are we gonna get the camera that high? How we're we gonna get Yeah. How much is it gonna cost to, you know, even build all these places. Even massive Coruscant, things.
0: they managed to differentiate the places like the upper yep. levels of Coruscant are really pristine and like and like the cities are nice, beautiful apartments, and the lower episodes that we see in like Duchess of Mandalore and Senate Murders are like the grimy kind of the grimy shipping crates and the smoke coming out from walls and the neon lights and stuff like that, yeah. like the red light district of, of Coruscant. And it's really, it's really fascinating. And the design and stuff like that. There's a scene in Duchess of Mandalore where Pre Vizsla sends a Mandalorian assassin after. Because they go to Coruscant, yeah. so the, the Duchess completed a case to the Senate. And they go to Coruscant, and Obi Wan is charged with protecting her, even though they've been, you know, they were lovers once. And when he was with Qui Gon they were sent to protect her from like assassins or whatever and she and, and ended up falling in love as a younger man with Satine so but they go back to Coruscant and previously sends an assassin there's a scene where the assassin throws like a grenade down or something in front of Satine it blows up and like you hear like, the ringing noise of, like your ears like if yeah. you've been hit by the grenade and it's like they do that twice they do that I think on something with like a flashbang or something like that yes. as well but you hear the ringing in your ears you see the flashes of light there's the smoke it's like in it's not slow motion it looks yeah. like slow motion it's not it's just like that's the after effects of like the, of love, the bomb going off yeah which is really good attention to detail especially and it happens loads and loads of times but episode 17 aptly called Bounty Hunters for the Rise of the Bounty Hunters series yeah it's basically again it's it's Seven Samurais <laughs> it's, it's one of the greatest influences to Star Wars um, Kurosawa's films and Seven Samurai, which yes. is where the Jedi, uh, Anakin, Ahsoka, and uh, Obi-Wan, are sent to investigate this. Um, investigate a ship's been destroyed, you know, the Separatists, the Vulture Droids. The Vulture Droids shoot down their ship, and in Star Wars, you can like, take a drink every time there's a ship crash in <laughs> Star Wars. Cause especially in the Clone Wars. In in nearly every episode, a ship crashes on a planet. That's what happens. Ships crash all the time. No one ever lands safely. The people say that's why Obi-Wan says, you know, another happy landing. Yeah, when but, he crashes the sh- his ship in Episode 3. Because they crash all the time.
1: Yeah, but it, it it doesn't cost any budgets to crash a ship in animation. You can crash as many ships as you want. You, mm. st- you pay an is the same. It will cost you a lot of money in live action.
0: So, they always crash the ship. They crash the ship on Felucia again. Yep. And Felucia is a very popular planet in Star Wars. So, for, for like the three seconds it got in Revenge of the Sith. You know, where Aayla Secura was killed in the Battle of Felucia. So, they go to Felucia... And they go to the village where the Folutions they're growing nicillin, which is a valuable crop. And these little Folutions they can't protect themselves, so they've hired these team of bounty hunters. Yeah. There's Sugi there's <laughs> Rumi Patriti I think her actual name is Rumi Patriti Okay. Um, there's Serapas and there's Embo. Do you not know, you know Embo? Embo one of the coolest characters in Star Wars. Embo. He's got a big hat. He's like Dave Bologna. Yes. 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 He's got a big is. hat. He's got a bowcaster. Got a crossbow. Yeah. He's a, he's a cool alien and he speaks French now here's a story one of Dave Filoni's animators yep. a French a woman okay. uh, brought her Smurf books in French um, you know you can get Smurfs yeah. she brought her, her Smurf books in French and Dave Filoni picked up one of these books to read and he, and he butchered the language so much it sounded like you couldn't even tell what he was saying like he wasn't saying anything like he was just saying, not even French just just butchering the language it sounded, so, it sounded like an alien language so, Embo is voiced by Dave Filoni reading French. Fair enough. So, a great detail there. And who turns up to... to some pirates turn up to, to take the Nisilin. Right. why, why the Falutions need the bounty hunters. Right. I see And this who is, is the leader of the pirates? It's Hondo Onaka. Yeah, the there he is. The greatest weak way pirate in the galaxy. Me, Hondo. Right. You know, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's Hondo and his gang. Turns
1: up. I, you know, I couldn't guess with what you were just saying. No.
0: Yeah, he goes. I can't believe you came all this way to see me, Skywalker. Kenobi, it's me, Hondo. You know, please don't bring him in a okay. Kenobi
1: series. Please don't have him in a Kenobi series. I don't want to see that.
0: So he turns. He turns up with his gang, and he and he brings a tank. He brings loads of speeder bikes, and they have a great battle because they have to train the villagers to defend themselves. But Star Wars is all the time now. They did it in The Mandalorian. Um, they do it in Clone Wars a couple of times. We have to def- train these villagers to fight the pirates. So like, you've got to swing your pike, swing your farming tools, and whatever. Yes. And they they charge on like these horses, and they do like a cavalry charge and stuff against the speeder bikes, and that's really fun. And then um, Hondo, I mean, oh sorry, I mean Hondo turns up with um, turns up with his tank and starts wasting the battlefield. And then Anakin has to fly up to fight to fight Hondo yeah. with, uh, and Hondo's got an electro staff. He's got the guard staff, and then and then Pick Muck the you know Pick Muck <laughs> the Kuakian monkey lizard. Yeah. Pick Muck Muck turns up, and tries to bite and bites Anakin's ankle or something like that. I remember and Anakin like kicks him <laughs> and he flies away into the distance. <laughs> he like kicks him and he flies away. And Pick Muck Muck flies away. So that's a great episode as well. Um,
1: the the thing I like about Clone Wars, kind of, also, that's weird. What? So, something on my laptop. I so said, I've got a picture of a... Oh, that's why. I was, I was looking up Hondo, and a picture of Gandalf came up. It's a Gandalf meme with Hondo. Oh. And then on the side, it goes, "This looks like Ewan McGregor. I'm like, why? <laughs> I just realised they photoshopped Ewan McGregor's face from Gandalf. Um, no, the thing I was going to say, was that the thing I like about Clone Wars, the animated series, is that because it's animation... You can create these characters that look a bit weird. Yes. And a bit different. And it's fine.
0: You're a big proprietor of the animation style, Corey. You're going on reams about it.
1: It allows for things you can't do in live action. Mm. For example, I did not mind... Um, sometimes when people come in from animation and they come to live action, people get a little bit...
0: Oh, we're we going to talk about the Grand Inquisitor.
1: Well, no, not that. I mean, kind of, yeah. I, I was thinking more of... um I've forgotten his name.
0: Tell me what does he look like. I do no, no. Boba Fett. No, 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 Dengar, no, Dengar. I G D eight. Book of Boba Fett. Zuckus. Oh, um, Black Rosanton. Cad Bane. Thank you, Cad Bane. Cad Bane. So he
1: came along. I thought he looked fine. I thought that's Cad Bane. Oh yeah, yeah. But everyone's like, mm, that's a bit weird. Mm, that's a bit weird. He's a bit bl-
0: He's a bit light blue. His face yeah. is a bit malformed. And it's
1: like it's characters like Hondo. He's, got order,
0: he's seventy-one years old. I mean, yeah. in, in Book of Boba Fett. It's
1: it's characters like Hondo where if he came in live action, well, I'd be like, that is look actually a bit a weird. live action Hondo. Is
0: there? Uh, right. Look up Galaxy's does, Edge. Does it look weird? No, not really. Daily. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's an animatronic slash costume on one of the rides okay. in Galaxy's Edge, and he's live action Hondo. So you should look that up. See what what do you think of that, actually. I'd be very interested to know what you think. <sighs> I
1: mean, it's not, it's not bad, but it's an animatronic.
0: Look up Galaxy's Edge Hondo. I, I'll have a look as well. No, I, I've, look, I've got He doesn't look, he doesn't look that does, bad.
1: It's not bad.
0: He's got the coat, he's got the hat, he looks a True. bit older. He's got the sort of weak way face stuff. Yeah. You
1: know... Animation just allows for... You don't have to worry about making a costume and making it look good because it's animation. You just, you just have to yeah. animate like If they did make it
0: a live-action hondo, they just get this to do it. Yeah. Just get Guy in the costume and have Jim Jim Cummings do the voice. I mean, it's like you had you know. other
1: people as well um, like Kit Fisto in one of the films looks good. Oh in yeah, <laughs> in of the other film.
0: Kit Fisto in Attack of the Clones looks regular Kit yeah. Fisto, smiling. In the render of the Sith, he looks like a demon. Yeah, he's got really does. long teeth and like red eyes. And like, what happened to you, Kit yeah. Fisto? How many drugs have you been on? But, Kit, but you Fisto. know, in the Clone Wars, that's great. He looks like he's just happy, smiley. Fantastic. You know, I think they say that in one of the featurettes. They yeah. say that we want see, they want Attack of the Clones get Fisto and not the <laughs> yeah. of the Sith get Fisto. So. But we have that Bounty Hunter episode, episode 17, mm-hmm. and then episodes 20, 21, and 22 are A Death Trap, or to Come Home, and Lethal Trackdown are about Young yep. Weber Fett, voiced by Daniel Logan, mm. uh, who works with Aura Singh, one of the Bounty Hunters from uh, Phantom Menace. Correct. And as she's watching the pod race. You're watching the pod race, correct. Who doesn't want to watch the pod race? And then we have Bosk, the great man. Yep. Bosk himself, voiced by D. Bradley Baker as well. <laughs> so but and I am a big fan of Bosk, a big fan of the Bosk here. You know, my favorite Trandoshan, Boss. Oh yeah. So.
1: Well, out of out of all the other Trandoshans you have, you have to other choose Trandoshans, from.
0: Trandoshans, exactly. Well, there's like got, there's a <laughs> Trandoshan called Ganact in season three. When <laughs> oh, no, I season one, sorry, the Trandoshan yeah. Ganact that's voiced by uh, Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. So, and there's other Trandoshans in season three because there's because Boss, um, they mentioned in season two that Boss looks a bit you know basic, um, and in season three they kind of updated the model so that Boss looks a bit better. I mean,
1: that's kind of like saying that. I like Greedo. He's my favourite Rodian. But oh. so, yeah, I've got other, other people to Rodians, choose from.
0: Borla Rapal <laughs> is a Rodian Jedi. I just <laughs> mentioned it. Borla Rapal. Do you know what Bosk's full name is?
1: Bosk me. No. Oh. His
0: name's Bosk Wasik Kradosk. Oh. Bosk Wasak Kradosk. No wonder he shot under down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He shut down to, to Bosk. So...
1: The name's Bosk. Bosk... What was
0: Bosc- it? Bosk Wasak Kradosk. <laughs> His that's his first name yeah so he's the son of Kradosk, which is another okay. tra- transocian bounty hunter, which is Bosk's dad right so I think I think it's like a um, what country does that happen in is it is it the Scandinavian in the Netherlands or possibly well no no sorry, not like Denmark where you take your father's name maybe so if you're like um, if your dad's called Brian you're called Brianson yeah you know so if because it's like that I guess. So Bosk has Kratosk is his last name because Kratosk is the name of Bosk's dad. Mm -hmm. So there you go. And also in our Bosk's family lineage we've got (laughs) Young Boba Fett voiced by Daniel Logan he tries to sabotage the Jedi cruiser with Anakin and Mace Windu on it. He wants to kill Mace Windu. Mace Windu killed and chopped off his father's head. He
1: He did. Clean off.
0: One swing like he was opening a screen door. To let the dog out, like, casual, just like he yeah. was opening a can of San Pellegrino. Ignoring the fact just
1: and the fact that the guy has a jetpack. Was it not working do, at no, the point? No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because the reek broke it. I was going to say, because I'm like, sure he'd just fly over. He everyone. tries it. He tries
0: it. <laughs> if you watch the clip, you actually watch the clip, he does try it and it doesn't work. Yeah. Because what happens is, they're in the arena. The reek, you know, the rhino, the red rhino? Yes. The reek runs Django Fett over, breaks his jetpack, and you can see it sparking. Jango Fetch stands up. The Reek runs back at him. Jango Fetch shoots the Reek in the face, dodges, and then Mace is coming at him with the saber, and Jango's firing, pew, 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 and and Mace is blocking, and then he 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 ducks. He cuts the blaster in half, turns around, and just sli- and you see and you see when Mace turns. Yeah, you do. Jango tries to activate the jetpack. It doesn't work. Yeah. And Mace just slices his head clean off. Yeah. So Boba is on a vengeance mission. He he blends in with the clones. Blend with the young clones.
1: I also like how, to go back to that, um, again, I mean, Mark can tell Toy Story. Samuel Dresson's like, I want to up a purple light said because I want to see myself in a massive fight. He yeah. doesn't need one because he's, he's right there. He
0: is. He's always shown in prominence. He's there. He doesn't really need a, Yeah, I, I guess it's when they're in the wide <laughs> shots because there's some wide shots Yeah. Like a circle of Jedi. Yeah, I guess that so. he can find himself in the big wide shot, I yeah. guess. So, I love that story. I'm always going to get, I've got to pop out of that story. There's so a couple.
1: Sam, as a couple of Star Wars stories.
0: He goes up to because he knows there's a big fight scene with like eighty Jedi flying yeah. around and lightsaber he goes, Crap, I want to find myself in this big fight scene. He goes to George Lucas, says, Hey, do you think I can have a purple lightsaber? I love the background
1: goes, footage of um I saw a clip somewhere and it's it's George Lucas going, Right, you've got green and blue, which yeah. are the good guys, and you've got red and red which if is you're sick. a bad guy. And he goes, yeah. Is there a purple one? He goes, Maybe you'll get a purple well, maybe, one. Maybe you might get a purple one. He says you might <laughs> get says, a purple, you like one. A purple one,
0: I don't know. <laughs> So, yeah, that moment is documented. Yeah. Sam Jackson says, no purple lightsaber. Yeah. And he goes, oh, he might get a purple one, who knows. And then when he came back to do reshoots, he said, oh, it's caused a bit of a storm online. Yeah. But here you go. <laughs> and thanks to Samuel L. Jackson, we now have a great plethora Keep of lightsaber colors. Loads of colors. If it weren't for Samuel L. Jackson and him wanting a purple lightsaber to find himself in a fight scene, yeah. we wouldn't have a plethora of lightsaber colors to choose from. But yeah, great episode. Death trap again. Boba goes around and like because Boba looks like a young clone. Yes, he's a young clone of Django, Yes, and all the clones are clones of Django. Exactly. So he can go around and pretend to be a young boy clone. But obviously, he's better than everyone else because yeah. he can shoot and fly and stuff. Yeah, unlike and, all the others. Unlike all the other clones. Well, no, the young clones aren't trained to do it yet. Yeah, they're just on a, on a field trip to this uh, to this Jedi cruiser. <laughs> so, so, I like how
1: that's the that's the field trip of go on. Yeah, we're going on a field trip to a Jedi cruiser. Jedi
0: cruiser, where they go war, they do war on this cruiser. Yeah, so it's a war cruiser, boys. Meanwhile,
1: I went to Rand Farm.
0: Nice. I went to White White Post Farm. <laughs> nice. So, an episode two after you come home, episode twenty-one. Yeah, is effectively a Lassie story. Then they were doing genre pictures. They do a Godzilla picture. They do like a Kurosawa. They do a, a Senate murders. They do like a murder mm-hmm. story. They do like a war, sort of a, a pacifistic war story. They do. Um, uh, loads to do zombie pictures they do genre yep. pictures they do um politics stories they do heist films and this this genre picture is in season two is effectively a lassie story mm-hmm. where r oh, to help anakin's stuck in the well <laughs> anakin and mace are stuck because what happens is again like, duh, 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 duh. boba fett crashes the venator <laughs> he crashes the ship and the ship lands on Vancor and crashes again because everything in star wars has to crash yeah everything every, every ship crashes you don't just land a ship in Star no. Wars have to crash the ship so they crash the ship because the resources are just everyone says there's the theory that Star Wars is just a plethora of resources everyone kills animals everyone crashes ships because you know you can just make another one another animal that kind of thing Star Wars is just a wasteful universe everyone in Star Wars is just really wasteful so True. Boba Fett sabotages the, the cruiser and it crashes you know who the funk on on Vancor. And, and Anakin and Mace survive, and they go down in their starfighters, and they get trapped in the bridge because because Boba rigged the bridge to explode with a bomb. Yeah, and they get trapped under some rubble. And R2D2 is like, "Oh, what's going on?" And Anakin's like, "Quick, you're gonna have to go back to Coruscant and I'll call for help." And Arthur's like, "Lassie," and he has to go back to the help. He has to get help <laughs> at the at the uh, at the temple. So he goes all the way back there. He avoids. Bobo and Aura Sing and Bosk and stuff and he gets chased by the Slave One and he's flying Mace's Starfighter and things like that and he has to take up these Gundarks by stringing them up to Anakin's Starfighter and flying the Starfighter <laughs> away so the Gundarks go flying away and he get, takes the hyperspace ring and flies all the way to Coruscant he bursts into the room with Ahsoka and Plo Koon, you know how Plo Koon's back yep. and and his, his group was <laughs> the wolf pack because, because Dave Filoni loves wolves he likes Wolves and Plo Koon and Cowboy <laughs> and Big hats. Everything Dave Floyd loves is in this series. So the wolf pack are Plo Koon's troopers. So Plo Koon and the wolf pack and Ahsoka rescue Anakin and Mace from the bridge just in time before it collapses and manage to escape. Yes, And that leads us to episode 22, Lethal Trackdown, where they confront Aura and Boba and Plo Koon and Ahsoka try and find Hunt them down because Mace can't go because Mace is injured. And Mace yeah. is recuperating, and neither can Anakin. So it's Plo Koon and Ahsoka going, um, going to try and track down, going to track, lethally track down uh, Boba and Aura. And they find <laughs> them on Florum, um, because Aura needs some help, yeah. so Aura goes to the gang of who? Hondo! Oh it goes God to Hondo again. God it's sake. me, Hondo Naka. Hello, Aura Singh. I'm your old friend. It's me. <laughs> Hondo So they go to Hondo and they ask him for help and Hondo can't help because Hondo does not want to get involved. Yeah. He's a neutral party. <laughs> but they but, but he says, Alright, you can stay in my stay in my castle for a bit or whatever, stay in my base. So they stay at his base and the Jedi arrive and Hondo's like, I'm not gonna get involved. So they go in, they go into the bar and there's a shootout in the bar. Yeah. Or a pulls of pistols, ba 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 and the platoon like forces the table in front of him and it breaks apart and he and he slashes Aura Singh and slashes her guns and then they they have a speeder bike chase through the desert and they land and Aura tries to get in get into Slave One to fly away but Ahsoka cuts the wing off and it like spins and spins and spins and crashes in the distance and they take they take Bosk and Boba prisoner and there's a one moment in this that I'm just going to mention specifically because okay. when they take Boba back to Coruscant to imprison him yep. with Bosk mm-hmm. um. Boba is like is in, chain, he's, in he's in handcuffs yeah. and and Mace kneels down and he says I hope you know what you did was wrong Boba Fett and then yeah you're laughing already and Boba, <laughs> and Boba Fett goes uh, I know what I I know I hurt people I know I kill people but you know I'll never forgive you for killing my father and Mace goes or oh, you're going to have to what a cold line! I mean, yeah. You could just go, you know, I'm. I, it was the heat at the moment, kid. What else could I have done? <laughs> yeah. And not say, well, all right, well, well, you know, enjoy, enjoy prison. Don't drop the soap, kind of thing. <laughs> just slap the cuffs on her and all them away. That's a bit unfair, don't you think? This poor, this poor child.
1: I mean, yeah, but also, it's sad, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I get it. people have people have had worse fates. Straight to the point. Straight to the point, burn him on Mustafar, yep. kind of thing. Cut all his limbs off. Yeah. Star Wars is just a killing universe. That's just the thing. <laughs> Everyone's just cold as ice and is willing to just murder and pillage and do whatever they need to do, right? Kill the Zillow Beast, kill all these farmers on Florum. poison people. It's just... Star Wars is deadly. That's why... That's why Every time someone asks me, "Oh, would you want to live in the Star Wars universe?" My answer is no. So I'd probably <laughs> yeah. be killed somehow. Yeah, like I'd probably be bombed or shot or gunned down by someone. I mean,
1: or... knowing my look, I'd be on a planet going about my day, and the planet would just get blown up.
0: The Death Star just yeah. part of the planet. You'd be on Alderaan, yeah. and you'd just be doing your day, doing your garden. There's actually a skit about that. There's a skit on. <laughs> There's, a skit... There's a skit, of a robot chicken skit where Darth Vader is interrogating Princess Leia and Tarkin's there mm-hmm. and Vader is like what pro- Tarkin's like what planet is the rebel base on and Leia's like oh it's Dantooine and Vader's like you heard her, destroy Dantooine <laughs> and suddenly the Death Star is Dantooine and it fires the laser and Tarkin's like oh what the what house is it up you know and there's, a, and there's a guy there who's literally cutting, cutting a fence, cutting a hedge, <laughs> cutting a hedge, and he goes, "Oh, it's been a, it's been a long day, but I hope Mr. Tarkin enjoys the, <laughs> enjoys the nice shrubbery I've arranged for him." And he goes, "Oh, what's that up there?" And then <laughs> so he just gets the, the planet gets blown up. Nice. And I bet that happened on old Alderaan. Yeah. I bet someone was like just doing their gardening, just having breakfast, just on the toilet or something. Yeah. And the sky goes dark, and what? All dead. <laughs> That kind of thing. Yep. Even, even there's a character in this episode, in in this season, sorry, called Tandivo in the episode Senate Murders, voiced by Tom Kenny, yeah. an inspector in episode 15, who was on Alderaan when the Death Star. <laughs> he actually dies on Alderaan. <laughs> Tandivo, along with Senator Organa and most of the people in, and Senator Organa's wife, yeah, and everything, was just destroyed on on Alderaan. With when the desktop was up. And was on that planet. <laughs> and I didn't even know that until like I think a year ago. Fair enough. When I was looking at like obscure Clone Wars characters. Yeah. Look up this so guy. Look up Tandivo, if you if you if you please. Look up in space. It's Inspector Tandivo.
1: Uh, Tandivo
0: Star Wars. There you go. Oh nice. His full name is Tanavos Exantor Divo. The...
1: <sighs> That's the weird looking man
0: animation yeah he, he looks weirder <laughs> when he's portrayed to be in live action than in animation yeah there he is yeah look he dies on order on <laughs> so and he's found he's found the best inspector on Coruscant <laughs> and he doesn't even find the murderer in the episode he doesn't even <laughs> find he gets it wrong he thinks it's someone else he thinks it's the Kaminoan senator yeah but it's not it's actually um, the person that died on a Far, this Rodian senator He's actually her, uh, his assistant, Lolo, who poisons him. Yeah. So, because she thinks he's a weak senator and she thinks he's not fit to have office. So, kills him. And then she gets found out by Padme because she didn't drink the poison. Lolo didn't Because the poison only affects Rodian blood. Yeah. So, Lolo didn't drink. And Padme finds out. And Palpatine says... Sometimes, you've got to know how much control... Dave Filoni says this. Dave Filoni always wonders how much control Palpatine has over these situations. Like, did he? Did he? Was he? Was his hand in this, or something like that? Yeah. Or did he not? Like, is he just kind of being a passive observer at this point? So that makes sense. To know, because Palpatine obviously controls both sides of the war. Yes. So we don't know how much control Palpatine exactly has. And even then, and even like, what's the last? What's the last section of um, Tandivo? Yeah, because Tandivo has like a comes from a great family, and his daughter like works for the ISB or something like that. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, here we go. Unknown that's a nice subtitle. Unknown activities and death. <laughs> so <laughs> Yes, here we go. Tandivo was on older one at the time and he was killed in the disaster alongside Organa, and he's two billion other life forms. Nice. There we go. Uh
1: to end off the discussion before your wreck, how tall do you think Tan was? Wow,
0: right, okay. <laughs> Goodness. Right, I'm gonna try and get this right. <laughs> How tall do I think Tandiva was? I like? yeah. keep my hands off the th- off my laptop, so, <laughs> so I'm not doing. So I'm not scrolling up on the wiki site that I'm on. Nice. Um, I'm gonna say he's f- he must be he's not over six foot. If he's over 6 four, I'm gonna flip. I think he's five. I'm gonna say he's five ten.
1: Five eleven. Oh.
0: Well, good. I don't think he'd be over. But he doesn't look like a man who's over six four. He
1: looks like a man to be short. Yeah. yeah. He looks
0: like a little short, little fat man, doesn't he? <laughs> It's like, you know, Inspector Plod, this guy, basically. Yeah. So, that's Tandivo. And the picture is... Who does he look like? He looks like, um, like yeah, Napoleon.
1: Trying, yeah, that's what I was trying to think of.
0: He looks like uh, drawings of Napoleon, this guy. so Or like Steve Buscemi, Yeah. I think. Or like Matthew Broderick, you know, that kind of guy. So... And I remember kind of liking him in the episode because he was a bit goofy. <laughs> he was like, Oh, I think there's been a there's been a murder here. The murderer is obviously targeting the sinners. That's exactly how he sounds. But my wreck, Yes. It is Clone Wars related. Good. It is Star Wars related. Even better. It is Lego related. Oh, okay. Well, was it? It is well, Lego Star Wars 3: The Clone Wars by TT Games, the nice. third Lego Star Wars game they made after the original. After the sorry, the the first one was just called like Lego Star Wars. It was the the video game, which was the prequels. The Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy. Yeah. And Lego Star Wars, the complete saga, the only game to this day that I've 100 percented. Nice. But I haven't I have this game It is Lego Star Wars 3 The Clone Wars uh, Released October 27th 2011 Shortly after my uh, 11th birthday Very I actually nice. got this <laughs> sort of a, as a suspended birthday present, like a month later or something like that. Yeah, I got it for the Wii. I remember playing the heck out of it. Nice, because there was those big capital battles. The premise of this game was you could have wide, but it was called the Clone Wars. Where yeah. are the wars? And then you could have these wide, like map-long battles. We could like it was like command posts. You could like establish a base. And you could like build like a like a clone generator and like a cannon, and you could like spawn in walkers. You could spawn in like eighty RTs and ATTs and ATPTs and ride them around the battle yeah. and take out droids and take out and they basically you basically won when you destroyed all the droid positions. And you could also you could also like play as the separatist as well and you could do the sort of reverse mission where you could destroy the clone positions, and things like that. It was classic Lego Star Wars Fair. From Aura Singh to Cadbane, Commander Pons, Robinino, yeah. you know, uh, Obi Wan, Anakin, Ahsoka, Captain Rex, Commander Cody, all your clone characters are in there as well. Heavy, Echo, it can play as everybody. Nice. And they even brought in original Truth so You can play as Darth Vader, you can play as Amalakbar, you can play as the Shadow Trooper and the Storm Trooper and all that. So, a really good game for Nintendo Wii. I'm just going to praise the heck out of it. I'm, in fact, I'm going to give it a nine.
1: Oh, very high.
0: I'm going to give it a nine for LEGO Star Wars 3 The Clone Wars. Nice. One of the best LEGO games ever made, I think. So, there you go. That is my rec. Wreck? This and it's available even if you want to play it on the on the Nintendo Wii, Nintendo DS, Nintendo 3DS, PS3, PSP, Xbox 360, and Windows. Nice. So it probably even has a remaster that this wiki isn't mentioning. You, uh,
1: I know you can get it on PS4. Yeah, for a fact, because it's on PS Now.
0: Okay, good. Well, go and there you go. Then that's that's enough. That's enough endorsement as anything. Yeah. So go and play Lego Star Wars Three: The Clone Wars. So that is us. Next week we'll be bringing you. We will be bringing you Kenobi. Yes, we will be episode one, maybe episode two, but definitely the pilot episode, episode Correct. one of, of Star Wars Kenobi. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of uh, of on our May the Fourth Star Wars month. It's goodbye from me. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.